Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. This is still your host, the most hopsy baby boy. Episode number 46, long time coming, and I apologize for somewhat of a hiatus over these summer months, we'll call it. Um, I spent a lot of time working, um, a lot of time making decisions whether or not I was going to continue on with my hockey career or hang them up and, you know, get working like a real piece of shit. Joking. No, but uh, I had a long summer. It was a good summer. Uh, Spent almost about three months up in Timmins total and um, crushed out a lot of roofs with my good friend and friend of the program, Eric Robichaud. Uh, We had a really good summer. Um, Unfortunately, the summer was so good in that regard that it really hindered my project tendings we'll call it okay uh didn't have a lot of opportunity didn't have a lot of time to work on the pod but we're back we're gonna call this at 2.0 season two you know people do that the rebirth well we can consider that okay episode 46 is the rebirth i'm gonna do everything in my godly power to make this a weekly show from here on out um this summer like i said i, I kind of had to suck it up and this show is the only thing important to me other than family and friends. And I had to make a bit of a sacrifice. I'm going to get into roofing, I think, in a regard to make some money. And I had an opportunity to learn a hell of a lot about it and get a lot of work in. Um, Probably got the experience that some roofers get in five years, and I got that in the last two summers. So I'm really thankful for that. But like I said, it cut into my podcasting time, and that's what I am. I'm an artist. I'm a podcaster. People ask me, who are you? What do you do? I'm a fucking podcaster. Who are you, and why do you look at me that way when I say that, you stupid motherfucker? It's usually how the conversation goes, but no, I'm going to add roofer into that as well. I spent a lot of time up in Timmins. I only got about two episodes, I think, recorded while I was up there, but it was really hard. I had no Wi-Fi. And I, for some reason, couldn't not figure out for the life of me how to get a hotspot on my own phone. So the only way I could post episodes was recording them without Wi-Fi. And then I'd have to go ask my dear friend Eric for his phone and to use his hotspot for just like the 30 seconds I needed to upload it online. And when you want to do a podcast and you're literally sitting in a house with your friend and his family most of the time... It's tough to want to go into the other room and start yelling like a fucking idiot into a microphone when you know that they're literally just sitting there and, and they can hear you. They can hear every word that you say. And I'll be honest, I like to have fun in the show. It's not that fun when you're worried about someone hearing you try to record. You know what I mean? You, it, it makes it tough to be yourself. It makes you tough. It makes it really tough to let loose. So... A lot of nights it would just be like, yeah, I've worked, you know, I, I was working a ton too. And, but like, you know, obviously I come in at night, it doesn't take much for me to go and rip a pot out because, you know, I don't like to do, I don't do a lot of editing. I let, I like these things to feel like a live kind of, you know, one shot, one go kind of thing. I don't do a lot of editing. I kind of turn the mic on. I record my episode. I might listen to it before I post it. Sometimes I don't, but it's, it's, it was just really hard to have the motivation to, to make a show when I just felt like I couldn't be myself and I wasn't in the right setting, didn't have my professional studio set up that I normally use for a show of this stature. Um, so it was tough. It was tough. Sacrifices had to be made though. Okay. I had to, you know, I had to learn, had to get some, you know, skills. And, um, I think I did that in these last two years and 
it was a lot of decision making this summer of whether I was going to you know continue playing or not and I have made the decision to continue on with my hockey career and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more but um, you know I had a lot of cool things happen this summer didn't get a lot of uh, vacation time um, apologize to my girlfriend Chrissy because she had to you know kind of feel the wrath of that as well because it was a busy summer didn't get to do as much as I would have liked to non-work wise but it, in terms of work it was a fucking deadly summer my good god did I crush roofs out felt like the roof lord out there just cr- I got if, if there was shingles I was slapping them down okay that I can fucking guarantee you and it got to the point that I actually even did a roof solo uh, about two weeks ago I had my first ever solo roofing not a contract we'll really call it a little cash job um, from a friend of a friend of mine and that was awesome I got I did it I did two roofs at a campground they were pretty good size about a thousand square foot each but I went there I did it all myself stripped them papered them shingled them not another helping hand just went down there and by my lonesome and I did it and my god was it satisfying and the money didn't hurt either let me tell you that but that was a pretty cool moment in my life I'm not gonna lie I was pretty proud of myself and um, literally I finished the roof that I did by myself and the next day I had to gas up the old trusty 2008 Dodge Dakota that it means so much to me and has been through so much with me Uh, we gassed it up and I headed down packed up again Um, but I went down to I'm down in Fayetteville North Carolina at the moment I'm playing for the Fayetteville Marksmen of the Southern League this year Um, I was playing previously last year with the Birmingham Bulls in the Southern League as well Uh, this year I decided to take my talents to Fayetteville North Carolina I have absolutely nothing but good things to say about the Birmingham Bulls organization that I was so blessed to break into professional hockey with and you know kind of get some games under my belt there Um, but I just I felt like I needed a bit of a fresh start last season with the COVID-19 it was such a wild fucking year last year for anyone in hockey and not just hockey life in general as we all know the last couple years has been an absolute fucking shit show but uh, the hockey world was you know it wasn't exempt from that there was a lot of craziness going on Um, last year you know I was we didn't know if we were going to have a season Uh, the season kept getting pushed back Uh, when we did actually end up getting down there to start playing hockey I think it was middle of December I want to say I drove down to Birmingham last year on December 15th and our first game was Boxing Day uh, the 26th of December as uh, when I say Boxing Day to someone in the States they look at you like you have 19 heads because I don't think that they celebrate that they do not think that's a thing so I always have to reiterate the date there December 26th is when we started and I only ended up getting about half this the shortened COVID season in with them and that was probably for good reason I wasn't playing good hockey last year um, I, I really wasn't and I just wasn't happy with my game last year. I just, you know, I just, I don't know if I was in the right headspace. I mean, it was such a shit show. I can't reiterate that enough. Like, I was hoping that last year I had a, a PTO, which is a professional tryout offer. I was going to go down and try out for the Norfolk Admirals of the East Coast League. And then they ended up uh, postponing their season and not going last year. They didn't end up having a season themselves. So, you know, my East Coast option was off there. And then by the time I got down to... Birmingham I just think mentally I wasn't in a good spot to be playing hockey at the level I want to play and 
I, part of me that even when I went down there, I was like, should I be going, you know, with COVID, with the pandemic? What if the season gets canned and I'm stuck in the state? Like all these things were going on in my head and a lot of thoughts that really weren't letting me focus on the game and really taking care of what actually I was down there to do. So, I mean, I, I feel like in a way I needed a fresh start and um, I'm, I'm, I've come down to Fayetteville to, to get that fresh start. And I got down here on, uh, I think it was uh, October 7th was the day I left. It was Thursday, October 7th. It's, uh, what day is it right now? It is uh, October 18th. So I've been down here just about coming up on two weeks. Um, things have got underway pr- pretty quickly as they do in this league and, and any pro league really. Uh, but uh, we already had our first season game. We were able to, you know, secure the season opener victory with a 4-1 win over the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, which might be the most hilarious name I've ever heard in any sporting franchise that's ever existed. The Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. Hilarious name. Nice jerseys, though, and they had a really nice barn. But, um, yeah, I'm happy to be down here in Fayetteville. Um, I had some good conversations with the coach here. He, he contacted me like back in May and back then, like it kind of took me all summer to decide if I was even going to play. Uh, part of me was really thinking that I was just going to, you know, give it up, hang it up and move on and just start working, looking into getting into roofing full time and taking this podcast up a notch and taking this podcast a lot more seriously. Um, and it was a hard decision. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of my family and friends thought that I wasn't going to continue playing. I don't know if I made it, I probably made it seem like that because realistically, I didn't know if I was going to play or not myself. I really didn't know. And when it all came down to it, I was hoping to, you know, get some sort of a contract over the league in Europe. I was hoping to go to France and I held out for weeks and weeks and weeks on that. And, um, that ended up not materializing. So I had, you know, I didn't have any other options than to return back to my favorite league in the world, the Southern Professional Hockey League. And um, I had to make a tough decision, like I said, go back to a city in Birmingham, which uh, gave me my start in the game, and a city that I'd grown to love and didn't really get to experience as much as I should have, being with COVID and those shortened seasons. But um, I had a really good feeling about the conversations that I was having with uh, the head coach here in Fayetteville, Mr. Corey Melkert. Um, He was a guy that I'd actually skated with a bit in Canada when he was still playing himself. So I kind of had a previous relationship with him and we were talking and he made me feel good about, uh, you know, the role that I'd be coming into play and the minutes I might be able to play on the ice night in, night out. So I made the decision to try something different and um, I just needed a fresh start, like I said. And I've come down here, it's almost two weeks in and I can't say enough about it. I'm really having a good time playing again. I'm having more fun playing hockey right now than I have in years. And yeah, it's only two weeks into the season, but it's nice when you get that feeling, you come in and you just fucking kind of take off. You feel like a kid again, like... That feeling when you get to, you know, the start of the year is always fun for a hockey player or any athlete, right? Because you miss the game so much. It's just nice to get fucking down there and start playing again and doing your thing. So I'm just really enjoying these first couple weeks. And I mean, we had our first game, like I said, on Friday night. We ended up getting a 4-1 win. Like, fuck, man. It was it's just nice to be playing again, some normality to the life. And this year has been just a lot different in general compared to last season because last year it was, you know, there were no vaccines being given out to players at the time. And it, we were kind of on lockdown, you know, you, you had to wear your, your masks everywhere and you weren't allowed to go out and have a good time at night and go to restaurants and kind of go and do and see what you wanted to see. There was a lot of rules behind that because last year we were just lucky to be able to play any sort of hockey. So this year it's a little more normal. Everyone on the team here is vaccinated, I believe anyways. But if you're double vaxxed, you kind of got the uh, opportunity to go and do whatever you want. 
And uh, fuck, I mean, I ain't too passionate about the vaccine. I mean, it didn't really make a difference to me. I didn't think that uh, they're trying to kill us all with the vaccine, okay? And I wasn't going to take a Facebook post that my Uncle Marty put up, um, half cranked off a bottle of Sailor Jairs. Um, I, I wasn't going to take that as scientific evidence to go off my basis of a decision. I got the jab in the arm so I can go do whatever the fuck I want. Um, if you don't want to get the vaccine, I don't give a shit. I really don't. Like, this whole vaccine, this, that talk, like, who gives a fuck, buddy? Okay? It's a global pandemic. What the fuck are we going to do? Okay? Some Someone had to start some sort of fucking rules. So, I got the double jab. I ain't worrying about it, okay? Fucking moving on to the next, okay? To the next. But uh, it's been really cool down here. I've never been to North Carolina at all. Um, it's, it's a, I mean, from what I've seen right now, I know it's a good town, good spot, classic American town is how I would describe it. Uh, one of the biggest military bases probably in the world. I mean, I probably could have looked this up. I'm pretty sure it's like the biggest one in the States, Fort Bragg located here in Fayetteville, lots of army personnel buzzing around. It actually gets coined the name Vietnam, Vietnam, which when you say it, it's a fun thing to say, kind of just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? feels good when you say it but uh made it down here i'm liking the atmosphere um loving the rink facilities here are fucking foolish like this rink is big they got a 9,000 seat barn the crown coliseum beautiful arena beautiful arena immaculate dressing rooms they got a gym there too so that you know you you, you fucking finish your practice you rip the skates off you don't even have to take your gitch off. You just walk across the hall, throw the shoes on, start lifting weights, get absolutely fucking massive and be a huge beauty. That's huge. You know, there's nothing worse than when you finish hockey and then, you know, the gym's not located at the rink and then you got to fucking throw, you know, you got to shower and then you got to change into your gym clothes. You got to bring your gym bag from home and then you got to maybe have to wait an hour until it's gym time because, you know, it's a public gym and there's there's people there and there's classes going on. So then kind of breaks up your day this way. It's beautiful. Practice is over, rip the shit off, get the gear off the body, get the shoes on, cross the hall, start lifting shit. You start grabbing things. doesn't even matter if it's weights. You just see something heavy, you grab it and you just try lifting it as hard as you can and as many times as you can until you're massive and you're as big as you want to fucking be. That's what you do. That's what we do down here, baby. You know what I'm saying? But um, nice part about getting to come down here again is I got another beautiful long road trip. For some, there's something about, it's like a meditationary period to me. It's a beautiful thing. I got to take the Dodge Dakota, my trusty pickup, 2008, that I'll never quit on. We're coming up on 300,000 kilometers with the girl too. And when we do, you better believe there'll be a party to celebrate that milestone. But I left uh, the Stratford, Ontario area, or as I should say, Sebringville, the metropolis as it is known. Uh, where I've been uh, calling home for the last, I guess, better part of two years. Uh, left there. I crossed the border just by Buffalo. Lewiston, I believe it was. The Buffalo border seemed a little busy, so I went to a small one called Lewiston. Um, passed it with a breeze, man. Like, it's actually so hilariously easy when you got your immigration papers, you got your visa. Like, there's no one at the border. It's closed. There's no one there. There's a couple transports going through, you know, bringing product. But, like, in terms of, like, there's no... There's no lineups for fucking travelers and all this bullshit. So and when I went in there and got my visa taken care of, there was not one person in the building other than myself. Not one. Other than employees, obviously. But, like, it was just dead. Like, you go in there, you get your shit done right away. So, I mean, the last couple border crossings I've had, they've been a blessing. Everyone's asking me questions. Oh, how was it? Did they, did they fucking frisk you? 
did they beat you senseless? And I'm like, no, it was a breeze, man. The border's not open to just general travel. So there's no one there. It was fucking sweet. What I thought was also hilarious, and I don't know if like they're supposed to do this, but like I was double vax at the time, like I said, but I, I went through the border and like, I didn't even think about it until I was about an hour past the border. At no point did anyone even bring up me being vaccinated. Like it wasn't even a question. No one even said a word about it. And to this point, like I could be unvaccinated. Like I, if I was, if I was unvaccinated right now, I think I would have had no complications. I could have just said I was, and no one would have, no one would have said a thing. Like if you're this crazy anti-vaxxer that like can't just can't wrap your head around getting it, like go make a piece of paper that says you have it. Like I'm pretty sure that's all it would take. You could literally go and print up a little piece of paper and say, "I got the fucking jab, bro." I got it, dude. That's what you could do. And I don't think, dude, like, you would have no issue. Everyone was losing their shit about the vaccine passports. And especially back in Canada. Because I don't think that's really a thing down here in the States. But I'm like, one of these guys, I was working on a roof um, that was a new build house. And there's still, like, general contractors ripping around. And it was a huge house. Like, a fucking hilarious house that I believe I touched on a little bit in, in previous episodes. But... This thing was massive, so there's a million guys ripping around, and, you know, we were there for a better part of almost over two weeks, so you get to kind of know the boys when you're having lunch and shit, and this one guy, like, huge anti-vaxxer, like, huge, hugely against it, like, didn't think it was right, and, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, again, I can't reiterate that enough. I could give two fucks your views on vaccines. I just don't care. But this guy was hilarious. He was so against it that he literally, like, like when you when I got my vaccine, they literally gave me like the little piece of paper that's about as thin as a receipt, and he like went home somehow and like copied the font and everything, and he just wrote his name and said he was double vaxxed, and he was cutting around going to every restaurant I'd ever fucking heard of, and he was his life was normal. He got double vaxxed in the eyes of the of the fucking what do you call it passport system, I guess whatever that means. So if you're that big of a like if you're that into it, just fucking do that. There's solutions to every problem, people, okay? And this podcast is going to be a way that you can find them. It's a beautiful thing. And it's for free. Quite literally. Free for me, too. No financial benefit yet to doing this show. But, um, yeah, no, I made my way down. I drove through um, drove through Pittsburgh. I uh, drove uh, down through Virginia. And uh, made my way into North Carolina. And it, it was nice because there's something about... I've taken my truck so many different places now. When I know that I'm on a road that I've never driven on before, and I know that the, my, my, my tires, that rubber's touching some blacktop that they, it's never seen, I know that I'm having as much fun as my truck is. My truck's an explorer, right? It likes to get out there and try new things. And when I give my truck that opportunity, I know it's happy. I know it's thrilled to just get out there and run amok. Especially because I barely drove it all summer working. I just, you know, hop in with my buddy that I was working with all the time. So... I mean, I did. I worked more days than I didn't. That's for sure. I mean, it wasn't taking too many days off, so the the Dakota didn't get a lot of. You know, it drove up to Timmins three times, but other than that, uh, not a lot of movement on the old girl. So she was rested. She was ready to go for a big trip and made it down. Um, I'm having a good time in Fayetteville. I've never been down to the downtown area, but um, it's a. I mean, it's a standard American. Nice, I mean, nice little town from what I can see. They got a million food options, like food options you'll never see in Canada. You'll never even dream of up in Canada. So, I mean, it's just fun to be buzzing around. You get that state's vibe to you. Uh, I can't reiterate how close we are to this army base to the point that, like, machine gun fire in the background is just become a normal part of my day. 
I was down at the pool. Something I'm trying to do every day. I'm trying to become a big vitamin D guy. Got to get me your daily vitamin D. It's very important to get your sunlight daily. So I was down there reading reading today. And like there's just errant machine gun fire in the background. Like the occasional explosion. These boys are training. They're, they're shooting shit over there. I don't know what they're shooting. But they're shooting shit. That's for sure. Because shit's getting shot. There's shit getting shot up there on the daily like right now i had to close my window because i was worried that there'd be gunfire in the back of my fucking podcast in the background and i didn't want that because i respect you the listener way too much but um we made it down we made it down it's been a really good time and i actually had an amazing experience this weekend um i'm getting a good opportunity to live with uh two great guys got two great guys for roommates one of whom i actually had the opportunity to play with in birmingham last season uh, Mr. Tanner Frase, he's a uh, Estevan, Saskatchewan native, and I uh, got another Sasky boy with me, Carter Struthers, and um, I'm sure at the throughout this season, throughout our, our winter here, um, I'll get them both on the show, and we'll talk a little bit, um, both very interesting guys, and I think they'll make for good episodes, and maybe we'll have them on, off and on a little bit here, and we'll have some fun with them, but uh, th- they're down here, and my, my buddy Carter, who I just met about a week and a half ago, uh, he's a die-hard Vikings fan, die-hard, and the Carolina Panthers NFL team based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, were playing. They were hosting the Vikings this Sunday, this past Sunday, literally yesterday, so the 17th of uh, October, the Sunday, and uh, me and him, we got last-minute tickets, and what did we do? We gassed up the Dakota because the Dakota's never been to Charlotte either. She had to come. So we go down to Charlotte. It's about two and a half hour drive. We left early yesterday, hung over his tits from the night before as we explored the town for the first time. My first bar experience that was packed and like at capacity in what felt like forever, like pre-pandemic. Like it just felt like normal life again. It was just so nice to get out there, you know, spread your wings, maybe get the feet moving a bit, which we did on the dance floor, tore that place apart. Um, but... Yeah, we made our way down to Charlotte yesterday, saw my first NFL game, and like, I've, I've, I'm like, I, I like football, and I've never been like a huge NFL guy, like I've always watched it and stuff like that, I don't really follow it tightly, I've played some fantasy football here and there and whatnot, but never been one that's like a diehard football guy, but I don't know, I'm starting to get that football itch, you know what I'm saying? Both of my roommates are big into it, we watching a lot of football, and then when we had the opportunity to go to this game, I was like, I have to go. Like, I've never been. I've been to a million CFL games, but never an NFL game. And I was like, yeah, it's probably a little bit more money than I should spend. I think we ended up having to buy tickets for like, it wasn't even bad, like 80 bucks a pop American. Um, but I was like, whatever. If I have to spend a couple dollars, it's worth the experience. It's my first NFL game. I'm going to fucking go. So we did. I went and bought a shirt upon entry. And I got into that stadium. I felt pretty good. I felt pretty darn good. So I might be a Panthers fan now. I got a nice Christian McCaffrey shirt, 22. Nice little teal shirt there. Nice color. Nice unique color that the Panthers have, that black and if you call it a teal or a blue. But um, I had a really good time. It was fucking awesome. Like what, like, you just can't, it's not, you can't even put into words like the experience compared to watching it on TV. Like, yeah, some people might say like, from a watching standpoint, like, yeah, you can't see everything the same way. And, you know, you're used to having every sweet angle when you're watching it from TV. But being in the stadium is just something that you cannot replicate. And that was something that really made me feel like I like I felt like it kind of felt weird, right? Because of COVID, we haven't been doing stuff like that. I haven't been. 
in so long. And then you're in this stadium and it's just absolutely juiced. And it was awesome. It was so sweet. They even got our boy Chubba Hubbard, Edmonton, Alberta native, I believe. Or is he from Sherwood Park? Something like that. Former Heisman nominee. Uh, he was on... He's on. Um, he was on Carolina. So I mean, I was watching my Canadian boy play. We had a really good time. Um, people make me laugh at sporting events. Like the the Panthers were down by like I think a touchdown, maybe seven or eight, and there's like five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and everyone just gets up and starts leaving. And like as they're running down the stairs, like I was just like, "Yeah, okay, well you're gonna regret this one, motherfuckers." And of course, what do the boys do? They come clawing back with vengeance. And they fucking tie it up, only to end up losing in overtime, which was disappointing. Because, you know, I'm a huge Panthers fan now, so that was tough to see my boys go down like that. But, um, you know, everyone left, like I said, so we were up in the, the third deck there. Which we were, like, probably, like, 50-yard line, but third deck. Like, we were up high. Still a great view of the, of the game. But once everyone started leaving, we kind of, like, me and my man, Struts. Carter Struthers, his name is, we call him Strutzy classic hockey nickname just throw sy on the back of someone's name strutzy me and strutzy made our way down to uh the 50 yard line and we went like 10 rows up we we clawed our way right up to the front and usually i totally am against doing that but enough people had left that i knew it would be like an absolute breeze just to go stand anywhere so we went down there we ended up watching the last half of the fourth quarter and some overtime in in like what would have been like $700 American seats. Like it was, it was an unbelievable experience. So I've never really had like a favorite NFL team. I used to, well, I used to always say the Patriots when they were nasty and like Tom Brady was there and like, you know, that's true. Like I used to kind of say I was a Patriots fan, but like, you know, I don't know if I had the, I had no skin in the game. Like that, I made that decision back in the day because I was like, well, I don't know who my favorite team is going to be. So for football, I'm going to be an absolute bandwagon jumper. And I'm just going to like the Patriots because they're the best. They're winning all the time at the moment. That'll who will be fun to watch for me. But now I'm thinking maybe I'll hop on the bandwagon of the Panthers. The first ever NFL game I ever attended in person. Maybe that has a little bit of magic, and I'll hold on to that. So we'll see. For the moment, I'm an absolute diehard Panthers fan. I live and breathe Panther football. Um, but it was sick, man. And Charlotte, like, I was literally only there. I drove up. We got there like 20 minutes before the game, 20 minutes before kickoff, and we literally drove home after the game. But from what I could see from Charlotte, what a town. What a town. So might have to get in a, you know, not another NFL game probably this season, but... You know, might have to get back to Charlotte, check it out. Um, Raleigh, where the, the Hurricanes play in Carolina, that's only like an hour away from where I'm at. And the Leafs are playing next Monday. And I think we were looking online. There's tickets for like 20 bucks. Like, I can't imagine there'll be another time in my life that I'll be able to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs play for $20. And a Matthews back in the lineup. A lot of storylines adding up there. I might have to make a trip to Raleigh next Monday and catch the boys, catch the blue and white in the flesh, in enemy territory. So that might be on the docket too. Uh, this place is fucking sweet though. I'm having a really good time. I'm very thankful that I did come down and uh, make the decision to keep playing because the way I kept looking at it, I was so indecisive, like financially, obviously it just didn't make fucking sense. Like it doesn't, you don't get paid tons of money to play in this league and that's just the reality of it. That's the reality of most minor league professional sports. And so when you're talking to people for advice and, you know, the finances usually come up into it, 
it was as they should, you know, I'm 27 years old, like, you know, life ain't free, you gotta, you know, money matters. So, you know, that's usually where like the, the basis of the decision would come down to, you know, financial, like, how are you gonna, you know, how's it gonna stack up? Are you gonna be, you know, yeah, are you gonna be able to fucking survive, essentially, uh, fiscally? And, you know, that's basically everyone's advice was the money. But like, you know, I truly like hockey, this like, I'm, I've know I'm not gonna make the NHL. Um, I know that I'll probably never make, like, I realistically probably won't have the chance to make money that will let me play long-term in order to support myself. But I have an opportunity to play. I'm able-bodied. My body feels good. I have opportunities to play. I was like, if I walked away from the game being able to play, wanting to play, and I just didn't do it because I didn't think it was the right financial decision, like, fuck it. Like, I would regret that, and I know I would. And, like, I do have a girlfriend at the moment who, like, I don't think was too fired up about the situation. You know, I kind of made it seem like I wasn't going to play probably all summer if I wasn't able to go to Europe, which was my, like, original plan. If I can't go to Europe, I probably won't play. But, you know, it was coming late into the summer, and I was thinking about it. Like, I don't have a full-time job. I've been getting into roofing, like I say. But, like, you know, the roofing season, especially up in Canada, it's dying down come, you know, when the snow falls. And I just felt like I was, like, I don't, like, I don't want to not play and then kind of be in some sort of a limbo with no job. And, like, you know, that'd be fun to obviously figure it out and, you know, take that next chapter. And I'm really excited for when that's that, like, when that's the, op- like, when the time comes for that to be what has to happen. But, like, I just felt like this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, it might be a little selfish. I asked my girlfriend, you know, sa- you know, make a little bit of a sacrifice and, you know, allow me to play another season, chase a dream that I've had since a young kid. But I needed a full season, you know, like the last two years, like I said, with COVID, such a gong show. I didn't want to leave the game of hockey the way I did, the way I was playing, the way I felt. You know, I just, that wasn't right. So I'm down here, um, I'm playing, and, and I'm really happy to be so. And I'm just going to take it day by day. Day by day, I want to work my ass off at the rink every day and just enjoy it because, you know, this could be my last year playing. So I don't want to have any regrets. And that in this way, I don't think I will have any regrets. And um, coming down here, I have a really nice setup, really good living situation. And um, I think I'm going to have a good opportunity to keep working on the podcast and make it good, make it better, do some research, have time to have guests on, have some more, like, you know, unique episodes, do some cool things that people aren't fucking doing, Okay. No, so it's going to be good, and I can't say enough. We have a really good group of guys down here. Like, usually when you, like, it's different than, like, you know, university or or junior, right? Like, you know, junior hockey, university hockey, there's a lot of guys. Like, you you, you play in the same town, the same team two years in a row. Like, there's a ton of guys that will, like, be back again for another year, especially you go to, like, university where I played, like, U-sports hockey like, yeah, you might get five or six freshmen sprinkled in every year, but you already, you know, they hold, they hold a big team too. So you have 20 guys that you've played with the year before. Like those relationships just transfer over the next year, obviously. Like it's easy. Like there's never that awkward period. Even if you're a new guy coming in, like, you know, the room, there's already like an established community set and you just kind of find the, where you slide into that. Whereas like pro is, it's kind of funny sometimes. Like, you know, you might roll in and there might be a group and one or two guys might be the only ones who really know each other or have played together. Maybe it was just briefly. Like there's a lot of like feeling out process when you're playing these minor pro hockey, like, cause you know, a lot of guys don't know each other. A lot of guys are from Canada. A lot of people in Canada are from different parts. People from the States are from different parts. You know, you sprinkle in a couple of Europeans, like 
you got a lot of guys that are just meeting each other all at the same time. And not that it's awkward, but there's like a feeling out process when you get to a new team like that. And that's sort of a scenario. And I just kind of felt like it wasn't really like that here. It was really weird. Like I remember I was saying to my buddy Fraser, my roommate, whom I played with last year. So I, you know, I lucked out too. He's my roommate. So that might have made me feel a bit more comfortable too. But we came in here and I remember like it was like the second or third day we were we're going home from the rink and I was like, dude, like, do you not feel like this vibe is like kind of not weird, but like good weird because it's like, I felt like we already were so comfortable around each other right from the get go. Like there was no of that feeling out process. Like I am a loud mouth motherfucker as I'm sure most of you know. And like, anyways, I'm, a, I'm not a shy guy by nature at all. But when I first meet people and I'm like, like a new job or like new hockey team or, you know, a new setting like that, new school, like, I'm not being a loud mouth for a while. Like I, like people laugh when I say this, but I'm, I'm, I am kind of shy. Like I, I kind of just wait it out. I see what like the atmosphere is like. And then I kind of find like how and where and when to finally start acting like myself. And, and, and I introduce that side of my, like when, it, when it's time, right. When that feeling out process is over. And I just felt like there really wasn't any of that here I felt like the guys just kind of rolled in and we were all just being ourselves and having a good time right from the get-go so I mean I can't speak much on um, what's going on because we've only been here like I said just about two weeks so there's not really much else to speak on but got a good feeling about this group so I just you know I hope that uh, we're able to play some good hockey um, put together a good team get some wins and have a good time doing so you know what I'm saying it's gonna be fucking awesome so a new town new season new opportunities. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, we're going to have some awesome episodes. I can't reiterate that enough. Um, I know I said this on, I think I said, touched on this in my last episode, uh, my Middle Eastern um, or my foreign affairs uh, correspondent. We're going to have him on. Um, we're still going to get him on. Uh, there's just a lot of craziness going on in the world. And like, you know, I do, unfortunately, not not that unfortunately, I talk a little bit more about hockey than I thought I would have when I made this podcast, because obviously that's what I do for, you know, a living, I guess, technically right now, if that's what you want to call it. And, um, so I've, you know, that's what I relate to. That's what I have experience in. So there's going to be some hockey talk, but there's going to be some wild shit being conversed upon on this podcast. I can't reiterate that enough. It's going to be fucking fun. We're going to do some cool stuff. I was even thinking about maybe like, and you can chime in if you think this is a good idea or not, or if it's not worth my time. Like I got 20 guys here on my team about roughly just under, and uh, there's always going to be new guys coming in, filing out. But I was thinking about like sticking to my standard episode scheme of what I hope to be once weekly. And I know that that might be a shot because I just, at this point, I'm just happy to get this out. I need to start getting that weekly episode out because that's where I was at. And, like I said, but the summer I explained a bit falling off there, but what if I kind of did like maybe a little extra, I'll do like a one-on-one interview setting and just talk to my boys about, you know, where they're from a little bit about their hockey and stuff like that. And like, if that list, if that interests you, you know, that might be cool for you to listen to. And if not, you can just keep getting your daily, ep- you know, your weekly episode in, sorry, that will still be coming out. But I just thought, you know, it'd be a good opportunity for me to get better interviewing skills. And then, you know, who knows what we'll hear about in the process. I mean, you know, I'm meeting tons of cool guys that are from all different places, all different walks of life. So, you know, maybe there'll be a cool story in there too that we might want to hear and they don't have to be long interviews, but you know, it's something that I'm, I'm toggling with. Okay. The mind's buzzing, the brain's going. 
Uh, definitely gonna have my roommates on, but it's you know it's gonna be a good time, folks. I can't reiterate that enough. Um, I'm not, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna say too much more on this episode because I'm just excited for where we're going. Okay. Uh, hope that it's all right with you. I hope there's still people that are down to listen to this show. I know it's been hard. It's hard to listen to a show that comes out um, once a, every couple weeks or a month here and there. You know that's bullshit, and I apologize for that. But I'm gonna make this uh, this show legit. Okay, I promise you that. And um, it's going to be a really, really fun year. So I um, can't wait to get back there and, um, you know, just get after it again with another episode. And um, I'm thinking about, you know, we have a lot of weekend games. I think it'd be nice for like a, a Sunday at release. I always thought Sunday night releases were sweet. Like start your week off with a new pod. Like I, I know people that do that. And I just found that was a really nice time for me to want to like, you know, every week, you know, like, oh, there's a new episode this week. But, you know, some people do Wednesdays, Tuesdays, whatever. I'm hoping for like a Sunday or a Monday release. That would be legit. I mean, I was going to make one the other day, but I, you know, I wanted to quickly touch on my football, my NFL football experience. Because, you know, football is always an experience. Before I go, though, I must say, is there another sport? Is there another sport in the world? Well, North, no, North America, because not many people worldwide give a fuck about American football. But... Is there another sport that, like, you see more people have an opinion on how things should be done that clearly have never played, can't play, never would have played, know nothing about the game? Like, it just, it's one of those sports, like, these guys that were sitting behind us at the Panthers game were absolutely making me chuckle, dude. Like, these guys were, like, 35 years old, fat fucks, uh, looked like absolute nerds. And, like, if if a bad throw was made, they'd be like, I'm not even in the NFL and I could... I could make that play. Or like a, ch- a cheerleader would come up on the screen. Like me and my roommate are like fucking, we got our tongues out like salivating. And and one of them would be like, oh, I think I saw a gut on her. I literally wanted to stand up and be like, would you shut your fucking hideous mouth? You fucking look like hell. And you're acting like it too. You are disgusting. One of these cheerleaders, if you if they were on the street, they would walk right by you. Gut or not. And if you're talking about guts, buddy, what the fuck is sitting on your lap right now? Your barrel is disgusting. You are you disgust me. And the th- you're not even drinking beers. You've had three Pepsis since I've sat here. And the whole game, it's nothing. It's just yap, 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 yap in my back. I should have just turned around and thrown my Bud Light right up his fucking ass. But that's what football's about, baby. Part Half of it's just getting fired up in the crowd, no? I fucking love it. Folks. This is episode number 46. A lot more great experiences will be coming your way very, very soon. I thank you for listening this show. Holy fuck. I hope you're ready, because I am, and it's going to get crazy. Folks, episode number 46 of the podcast is the podcast, the project, come on, is adjourned. And we're going to have big, big things coming your way very soon. Hope you're still listening. Someone. Anyone out there? just wind out there i'm literally talking to myself i've recorded a 38 39 minute podcast that no one listens to but my own father could happen who knows talk to you soon